around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is Lynn Mize, and you're listening to the Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. I'm sitting with Terry and Renee Mize, and we've been talking about the things of God, talking about missions, talking about helping orphans and orphanages here over the last number of podcasts. And uh, we just welcome you in and uh, look forward to uh, ministering the Word and visiting about the Word. And uh, you guys are in town, Dad, um, just barely and as usual. And uh, so we thought we'd come in, talk about some things do a podcast to help some people, and then you guys are out the door. That's true. One more time. Out the door. Well, well you can, Jesus said go, so we're trying to... You're doing that. Yeah, we're trying you're to get doing that. Done. Well, for those of you listening, you can find out more about us at terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E.com. There are resources on there, itineraries, and all about who we are and what we are and what we're all about. And uh, uh, we're usually somewhere around the world doing open-air crusades or pastors' conferences, uh, ministering to ministers, um, as well as church meetings. And on top of that, we do lots with orphans and orphanages through our humanitarian side, which is jmicf.org. You can, there's a link there at terrymize.com as well if you want to find out more about that. But we've been uh, about to produce a new audio series, of, a four-CD series, that was done a little while ago. But I've been listening to it and editing it and that sort of thing, Dad. And, and, it's, it, and we've just titled it Simple Faith. Simple faith. And you're talking in there about sort of the sign of the times and about how the word really commands us to live by faith. And you talk lots about. Yeah, how, only, only four times. <laughs> and about how, how a lot of times we get lazy as we have more money and right. we have more insurance right. and we have these things and we start thinking, oh, we don't really have to believe God on this. We'll just go to the doctor or we'll just do that sort of thing. And you're talking about as we go along and as, as, as time, you know, as we push towards the end of this thing, right. you know, the, the return of Jesus is, is closer than it used to be, right. that it's going to be more and more important that we do that. And you actually go into discussing the difference between the fruit of faith and the spirit of faith. Yeah, or the fruit of faith and the gift of faith. The fruit of faith and the gift of faith. Right. Yeah, and what the difference is and how and how sometimes you and I thought this was you you broke this down and I, I thought it was really good the way that you said it. You you said because when you're when you're using the gift of faith, then you're using the faith of God. Right. That that's Absolutely. that that's not on you. That's not that's not you having cultivated your your faith. Right. That's that's the 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 Spirit of God moves on you, and you get to use the faith of God to accomplish something. Right. Yeah. First Corinthians twelve, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, it says that it says that those gifts, uh, the Holy Spirit gives to those severally as He wills. So that's up to Him to do it. He 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 gives you this gift or that gift or that gift for a particular time to use at a particular time and place. That's that's a, that's a supernatural thing. That's not something you 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 operate yourself or you do yourself all the time well you even you even tell the testimony in there of uh being in jacksonville years ago and ministering and a and a gentleman before you even started speaking a gentleman in the in the congregation just fell over dead right in the service right absolutely and you talk about and that was the gift of faith mm -hmm. right well yeah i mean i was about to speak and a friend of mine who's a medical doctor a surgeon dr doug fowler um was introducing me to speak and uh, the pastor had asked him to stand up and introduce me because he, he knew me better. And so Dr. Fowler was standing in the pulpit and introducing me to speak. And uh, while he was introducing me to speak, the uh, this gentleman just fell over dead. 
And uh, so uh, everybody saw him, you know. It was one of those old, back in those days, they had a, one of those gymnasium-type uh, multi-purpose buildings, and so they had metal chairs. And so when he fell, it made a bunch of noise, you know. And, uh, and of course, people saw him, and, and Dr. Fowler saw him, because he's standing there looking at the congregation. And so he ran over to him, and, and the church, there's about 400 people there that morning, so they all kind of gathered around. Uh, and I couldn't even see the guy. I mean, I, I didn't know what had happened. I, I was watching him. I mean, I saw him uh, when he fell, because I actually saw um, in the spirit, when I was sitting there waiting to speak, I actually saw the spirit of death come on the guy. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody else saw this or not, but I saw a gray cloud just come settle on him, and he turned gray. Now, I don't think he actually did turn gray, but that's what I saw. And uh, then he just fell. And so Dr. Fowler ran out there to him and took his pulse and, and checked his vitals and said, uh, uh, and said uh, he's dead. And there was also an ambulance attendant, uh, EMT guy that, that went to church there. And he ran up right there with Dr. Fowler, and he, he double-checked, and he checked the vitals and said, no, he's dead. And I hadn't moved yet. I, I couldn't even see the guy. I had not moved from where I was sitting on the platform because I was waiting to see if God would say something to me. And so I was just still sitting in my seat. I was probably the only one in the whole building sitting down. Everybody else was standing up trying to see. And I was just sitting there in the same, in my chair just, just listening to the Holy Ghost. And the Lord said to me very plainly, he said, go out there and tell that man not to let his heart be troubled. Well, I knew that was a scripture. I knew it was John chapter 15 or, or 14 where Jesus said, uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. And he talked about the vine and all these kind of things. And so I knew that was a scripture. I knew it was a word. And so uh, I also knew most preachers used it as a fu- at a funeral, you know. They, they yeah, right. and so this guy was, you know, I, I went out there and just said, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me," and made my way through the crowd and got up to him. And they had laid him in three of those metal chairs. They laid him across the chairs, and he, he occupied three three chairs. And uh, and I just got down his face and said, put my finger in his face, and, and I said, "Sir, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, don't let your heart be troubled." And I rebuke the spirit of death off you and command life back into you in Jesus' name. And he just went, <gasps> just took a big, deep breath, you know, and opened his eyes. And, and, and people helped him set up. And he set up, you know, and and, uh, and God raised him from the dead. And so they called, you know, 911 or somebody had already called 911. And the, the, the ambulance got there. And, and they, they took him away um, and then came back that night and told told us the, the story. He said, no, they checked him out. Uh, and he, he's fine. Said so he had just died. You know, Doctor Fowler said to me, he said, you know, he just, he said, you know, that guy. We don't even know who he is. He said he's not somebody who goes to church here. Said in fact, in fact, he uh, um, uh, doesn't go to church anywhere. Said he just walked in this morning, decided he'd go to church, and walked in, sat down, and died. Hmm. And of course, in most churches, he'd have stayed dead. Yeah. But the Spirit of God spoke that to me, and so I went out there. But see, my my point was, I didn't have to use my faith. Right. I didn't have to work something up. I didn't have to believe something up. I, all I had to do is obey what God said to me. Yeah. It was God's faith saying, go out there and raise that man up. Go out there and tell that man not to let his heart be troubled. And so I just simply obeyed what God told me to do. And it wasn't my faith. It was God's faith. It just took, you know, 15 seconds mm-hmm. uh, to get the job done. And that's what that's what the gift of faith will do for you. You're operating on, on God's faith. Mm-hmm. So you had you had to be attentive. You had to hear mm-hmm. what what the Lord was saying to you, and then you just had to be obedient. But it had nothing to do with the gift that you had cultivated. No, 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 not at all. No, no. That's that, that he gives those severally 
as he wills. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, in my in my calling, most people, you know, tell you that I'm called to be an apostle. That's something so I it's not something I've gone around and said all these years, but it's pretty common now. Right. You know, Brother Copeland used to punch me in the chest with his finger and say, Boy, don't you ever let me hear you call yourself a missionary. You're an apostle of Almighty God. You're a blood warrior and you know, and different ones that call me apostle over the years. But under the anointing and office of the apostle then, then that's one of those gifts that's going to work in that calling and in that anointing. You're going to have the you're going to have the power gifts, the gifts of healing, gifts plural of healings plural, mm-hmm. and you're going to have the gift of miracles and the gift of faith. What's really funny is Renee and I just talked about this to uh, three of our grandsons on the way to uh, deer hunting last uh, last week, last uh, right after Christmas, and uh, we we taught them the gifts of the spirit, and we taught them taught them that there's three power <laughs> gifts, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, and there's three revelation gifts, and there's three speaking gifts, and we had right. we had them go through that and had them memorize that, and talk to them about how the, the gifts of the spirit uh, are different from the fruit of the spirit, and we told them how there's nine gifts of the spirit, and then there's nine fruit of the spirit, and then we talked to them about Renee talked to them about how there's nine beatitudes, you know, mm-hmm. or attitudes that Christians ought to have. When Jesus' great famous sermon on the mount on the mount. You know, he gave nine beatitudes or nine attitudes and said, you know, blessed are the peacemaker and blessed are, mm-hmm. you know, the poor. It was and, nine brand new ways for them to think. Yeah, Jews had yeah. never thought they that way before. Jews like had that. only thought under the law and under the Old Testament. And, of course, they were still under Old Testament in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus hadn't died yet. So the, the veil in the temple hadn't been rent yet. And, 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 the, and that that, uh, that covenant wasn't over yet. It was about to be over. And Jesus was going to say, it is finished. But, but he was still going in the Old Testament at that point. But he was showing them New Testament principles and giving them nine new concepts that they'd never ever thought of before right. and they'd never ever realized before so Renee talked to the boys about about the beatitudes and we talked to them about the fruit of right. the spirit and we talked to them about the gifts of the spirit yeah that's the, good the good things Galatians that are, chapter that, five is the fruit and in and, and first Corinthians 12, 12 the gifts. is the gifts the, you know when you look under the old testament as you know you were asking Terry about being obedient under the old testament all they had to do and God called it faith was obedience it says mm. it says Abraham believed God, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that and he God did counted exi- to it, and it's counted, counted to him, him for, for righteousness. righteousness. So in that, all he had to do was whatever God told him. If he'd just go do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Terry just got up out of the chair and went over there and did what God told him to do, that obedience brought on an atmosphere for the Holy Ghost to move through a gift of faith. And so we know that in the New Testament, everything God's trying to do, uh, Philippians chapter 2 over there, that God is all the while at work in us. And he's trying to help us learn. If he's given us the measure of faith, and we have those things on the inside of us, then we, and we have those, those nine fruit that we're developing all along on the inside of there. God's trying to help us. If he tells us to live, the just shall live by faith. Then he's trying to do, four times he tells us, Old Testament and New Testament, the just shall live by faith. In other words, now this new order, this new covenant, uh, obedience under the old, trusting God, believing God, using your faith. All of those are terminologies that means that you just do what you're told. You believe God. And that is accounted to you as believing God. That's faith. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a simple thing that he's in there working in us to try to help us learn how to trust him and to follow him and to obey him so that our lives, like Jeremiah 31 says, becomes a watered garden. And God is able to get out of us, faith that trusts him. And then from that comes everything from your healing, your needs met, to miracles, to winning souls. It's a progressive thing that God's always trying to get in us to help us grow. So it's not something you ever get. 
you know, and then you right. just put on autopilot. It's something that we're always growing and God's always got something new and fresh to show us how to use our faith in. Yeah. You know, by the way, I was back at that church a year later and, and they told me, they said, you know, that guy uh, wasn't a Christian, wasn't saved, wasn't born again. He's a sinner, came into church, died. God raised him from the dead. And he said, now he's saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and he, he's one of the best workers in our church. Wow. And I thought, well, I guess so. Well, and he ought to be. He yeah. ought to be. Well, he, you know, I announced to him after the Sunday morning service, after they took him away alive, uh, I announced to the church, said, now y'all come back tonight, we're going to have a miracle service. Of course, they thought we had just had a miracle service. <laughs> right. right. They said, but we had a really great miracle yeah. service that one? night. And yeah, tremendous miracle of service God. that night. That's so yeah, wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, you talk about some of those things in this series I'm talking about that we're, that we're calling Simple Faith. As a matter of fact, for those of you listening, if you're interested in this series, uh, I think I said earlier, it's a four CD series, and we've not sold it yet. It, we've not even released it, but we'll probably release it. Mm-hmm. Probably this week. So if you're interested, contact the office, 918-392-9930, or contact us at terrymize.com. Let us know that you're interested in that, because I know it'll be a blessing to you. And it's a powerful series that really breaks down faith. And you say some things in there that are, I I really like the title, Simple Faith, because you really break it down to a level where you can, where people can wrap their head around it. Sometimes in church, you know, I think that, I think that we, we teach things that if somebody wasn't, wasn't around 10 years ago and didn't get the foundation, they don't know what we're talking about, right? you know? And so you, you, you really break it down and you, and you make the statement in this series that faith is simply acting like God told you the truth. Absolutely. You know, that's a tremendous series, Lynn. And I, I have, uh, I remember it very well. It was uh, it was at Bob Romando's church, Bob and Ed Romando's church in uh, in Punta Gorda, Florida. Very good friends of ours and partners of our ministry. Right. And, and uh, uh, when I got there for a for a three day meeting, whatever it was, two day meeting, three day meeting, whatever it was, uh, I said to, to to Bob, to Pastor Romando, I said, "Now my secretary tells me you want me to do you a series on spiritual authority. Is that right?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, well, you know what? In, in, in fact, what I'd rather you do, he said, I'd rather you just preach on anything you want to preach on. You just hear from God and preach on what you, I said, I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. I said, are you really, really serious? Because I said, I, <laughs> man, if, 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 if you put take the reins off and let me do what I want to, what me and the Holy Ghost wants to, uh, that'd be tremendous. And he said, no, no, you do anything you want to. So I came in there and taught morning and night. Uh, what did you say? There's four? Four. There's four sessions. Uh, and I taught on just basic faith. I mean, faith 101. I mean, I mean, faith foundation, faith building blocks. I mean, I mean, just the where where a, you start in kindergarten and take it up to where you're moving mountains and raising the dead, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was a good series. I usually don't brag on myself and say, "Boy, I really preached good," but that was a tremendous series. And I remember, I remember after it was over, you know, I, I said to, to to the family and and I said, "You know, boy, that was a, that that was a good word from the Holy Ghost." And I came back here to the office and told all y'all in the office that's a that ought to be reproduced. That's a tremendous, tremendous faith series. So I'm glad y'all are uh, y'all are producing it because that's going to help a lot of people. Well, there have been times that I've been with you traveling around the world where you do go into some some faith basics and in it in in the change that it has the effect that it has on the people that hear it is tremendous. I remember you doing a a similar thing in Ukraine some years ago. Oh, I remember that session. And and we and we can't find the recording to no, it. No, no. In fact, I finally got a hold of a recording to it that was and half of it was bad. Half part of it was right. good and part of it was bad. But I tell you that was that was just that was a Holy Ghost move. Right. And the sweet little interpreter that was interpreting into into Russian 
uh, for me is a very dear, sweet friend of mine named, named Oksana. Oksana, yeah. And uh, when I first met her, she was just a teenager. Now she's, you know, married and got uh, three kids. Mm-hmm. and uh, No, two kids, excuse me. And uh, just a great woman of God, you know. But uh, I tell you what, she was anointed as I was that night. And mm-hmm. I was, man, I was preaching That's hard wonderful. and fast on faith. And she was just popping it right back in Russian. Mm-hmm. Just, it was just really good. And so for several years, you know, I started contacting people that were there. I said, does anybody, does anybody record that? Do anybody get that? Do anybody have a hold of that? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just have those Holy Ghost things that you wish, you know, you had recorded. Yeah, well, in that trip, you know, for a number of years, um, we were in, you know, we're still in Ukraine, but for a number of years there, there were other ministers that would go on those trips. Mm-hmm. And so through the years, I, I still get in the office, I get calls from people that were on that, American ministers that were on that trip that say, you know, Brother Terry did a did a a, a message on faith really? in Ukraine. Oh, I didn't know that. And we want it. And I always say, I know the one you're talking about, and it's not. It's we, you can't we, have it. We want it too. We want it too. If you find it, let me know. Do you remember being with me, Lynn, in uh, the jungles of Burma? We had we had snuck across the border from Thailand to Burma, or maybe we were just meeting on. Maybe we were on the border at a refugee camp. I think that's what we were. I think we were on the border, right on the border between Burma and and, uh, and Thailand. And uh, the, the 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 Burmese army, hundred thousand strong Buddhists, uh, were killing and still are uh, and capturing the the Karen tribe, K A R I N, the Karen tribe. Um, uh, and that's been going on for decades and decades and decades. They hate the Korean, and so they're trying to destroy them. And now they're now they've stopped killing them so much and started capturing them and forcing them to work on a on a highway that mm-hmm. China, Red China, is building from China across Burma to to the ocean, which is what which the Book the, of Revelation says they'll do. So that great right. red that's dragon right. with a militia of two hundred million men will come and build a road for, uh, to the sea, and that's exactly what what they're doing. But anyway, my point was. Uh, we were in this camp in this village, and with several thousand people in it, uh, refugees. And we was in one refugee camp that had twenty eight thousand people, but this was not that. This was an actual village. And um, when I when we arrived, they 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 told us the pastor and the and the other pastors there and the church people told us they said they said uh, our village is going to be attacked tonight by the Buddhist army from Burma, right. and they're going to burn this place to the ground. Because see what happens is over there is that uh, um, just just like we are in America, you know, you got you got relatives, sure. And so what would happen is some of those soldiers that were in the Burmese army have had orders are going to come destroy a village or attack a village, and so they'd send word to their grandma or their aunt or their uncle to get out of town, right? That lived in the village, know, sure, that sort of thing. So they had gotten word that the Buddhist army was going to burn the place down uh, that very night. It was on a Sunday night, and uh, I got up and preached that morning by the Holy Ghost on supernatural protection. And it was so powerful. And I'd never preached it before. I've never preached it since. I don't know what I said. I had no notes for it. I was just preaching by the Holy Ghost. And I remember several times thinking, "Dear God, I wish I could take notes. I wish right. I could. I wish I could record this. I wish I could. I don't. I don't know this stuff. I wish I did know this stuff." And I know I'd look at you a time or two and think, "I wonder if he's taking notes. I wonder. If, I wonder if there's any way to record this because it was." I remember talking about uh, supernatural protection, protection by the angels, supernatural protection right. by the blood, right. supernatural protection by the word. I mean, I just went down this whole list and preached this dynamic powerful Holy Ghost message that I can't take any credit for. It wasn't me. It was the Holy Ghost. Right. And, uh, and, and I remember at the end of the service, I said to them, I said, now, as I'm a man of God in the name of Jesus, there will not one house burn 
in this village. I said, in fact, come with me out to the edge of the village. And we just got up, and the whole church walked out, walked out to the edge of the Absolutely. village. We got outside the village, and I took the heel of my shoe and drew a line across the road in the dirt with the heel of my shoe. Mm-hmm. And I said, as I'm a man of God in the name of Jesus and the office of apostle God's called me to, that they will not cross this line and not one house or hut in this village will be burned. And, uh, and the next morning when the town, when we all woke up, boy, they came to get us and they said, brother Terry, brother Terry, uh, not one, not the one, not one village, not one house burned, but guess what did happen? I said, I don't know what happened. They said, they said the Buddhist temple burned down. They said it burned down supernaturally. Nobody did it. Nobody did it on purpose. It just burned to the ground. And it was sitting outside of the town, right, of the was, village. You remember right. up on a hill, right? It wasn't inside the line. that It you wasn't drew. inside the line. No, sir. And uh, they said, not one place burned, not nothing. And so uh, I said, well, that's supernatural. That's just the Holy Ghost. That's God. Praise the Lord. And they said, but you know what happened? They said the, the monks, you know, the priests, the Buddhist priests, the monks, said they got burned and hurt in the fire. Right. And I said, oh, that's terrible. Let's go, let's go pray for them. Let's go see if we can help them. Yep. And they said, oh, they won't let you help them. You know, they think you did it. And I said, well, no, we'll, we'll go help them. And so we went up there to, to help them. And I never forget how bad I felt. Because when those monks saw me, they were sitting there, you know, ball-headed and in their orange robes. Right. And when they saw me approaching, they were sitting on the ground. And when they saw me approaching, they began to, to crawl backwards like they did. a crab walk. Yeah, they, were, they were sitting on the floor. And fear in their eyes. Uh, and they were saying, no, no, and holding their hands up like I was going to hit them or something. You know, because they literally thought I'm the one that burned the temple. And I said, right. hey, hey, come on, guys. I didn't do this. I didn't hurt you. I wouldn't hurt you. And I said, let me pray for you. You know, no, no, no. And I just I went on and prayed for them anyway. Right. And, uh, and I said to the pastor later, I said, you know what? I said, they'll never rebuild here because it's bad karma as far as Buddhists are concerned. Right. And I said, so you ought to take this piece of property. It's the best piece of property in, 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 in the whole location. You ought to take this piece of property and, and dedicate it to God and build a church on it. Yeah. But I preach supernaturally by the Holy Ghost on supernatural protection. And that's the same way this thing was at, at Bob's church there in, in Florida. I, I just got, I mean, I preached on faith thousands of times. But that that night in Ukraine right. and that night at Bob's, it's just, just an anointing for for just preaching faith to where anybody can get a hold of it is just a just a tremendous powerful series. So I'm glad you're reproducing it. People well, are going to get a lot of help out of it. Don't, don't you think when when you minister, it's always influenced by the Holy Spirit? Well, sure. But but every once in a while, you have a moment when it just flat is the Holy Spirit. Well, sure. And and you just get out of the way, and the Holy Spirit, like you said a while ago, you didn't even know that stuff. You know right. that stuff begins to come out of the inside of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And you think, Good Lord, I, I wish I had hushed so I could stop and take notes. Well, you, you know, know, I've said that for years that that I love to go preach series on stuff. People ask me to come preach a series on something and I've said, well, I'd love to go preach it because I'd like to hear what the Holy Ghost says about it. Exactly. You know, he'll show us things we don't know. He'll show us things to come. He'll uh, Once you start preaching on it, then he'll give you revelation and show you things you didn't know. So yeah. I, I love to go preach something I hadn't preached or preach something that I have preached because the Holy Ghost will add something new to it. No, I've, I've heard you for years. Just Even as a little kid, you'd be preaching along, you'd say something, and then you'll stop and go, that's really good. I've never thought of that before. <laughs> you know, it's like the Holy Ghost just mm-hmm. said it in the middle of your sermon. But back to your original point. Uh, because I think we kind of left something hanging here. Uh, I didn't wasn't realizing we were going that direction. But but um, talking about the fruit of the spirit, and then talking about the gifts of the spirit. Uh, and I've already said now the gifts are belong to the Holy Ghost, and He gives them out severally. The Bible tells us as He wills. 
So in other words, he'll 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 punch a prophet and give him a prophecy, give him a word. He'll punch somebody else and give him a you know a gift and or say in that you know he he poked me and said hey, go tell him go tell that guy to don't let his heart be troubled and raise him from the dead. And so it didn't take any faith on my part, it didn't take anything but obedience on my part to go do what God told me to do. But by the same token, in Galatians five, there's the nine gifts of the, uh, the excuse me the nine fruit of the spirit. And so the fruit of the spirit is just like a fruit tree or uh, that you grow in your own garden or your, your own house. And uh, that thing starts off as a little plant. And if you water it and you take care of it and you give it sunshine and water and fertilizer and you te- keep the weeds pulled out of it and protect it from the bugs, then it's going to grow and it's going to grow. And at some point, it's actually going to produce fruit. And so uh, those nine fruit of the spirit Every believer has those. Now, we don't have the gifts of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost has those, and he gives them as he wills. But now the nine fruit of the Spirit, every believer, every born-again, Spirit-filled believer has those fruit. But it's up to you on how mature they are and whether they're producing fruit or not. You know, they may all be in tiny, tiny stages because the Christian hadn't watered them or hadn't fertilized them or hadn't hadn't kept the weeds out of them. Uh, you know, or, or, or maybe some lady married some jerk that she should have never married and he just treats her bad and treats the kids bad. And so she's had to develop that fruit of long suffering because mm-hmm. that means to suffer along with somebody. Yeah. So she's married to this guy that she just has to suffer along with him. And so she's she's cultivated that fruit. She's kept the weeds out. She's watered it. She's protected it. And so now she has the fruit producing to where she's able to suffer along with him. Mm. Or the fruit of love or the fruit of joy or the fruit of peace. But there's also the fruit of faith. And so when, when mom and I, when Jackie and I took you as a baby and moved to Oaxaca, Mexico, and I've said before, Oaxaca is not the end of the world, but it's certainly visible from there. And it was a real hardship trip. And we had zero supporters. I mean, none. We had one church that said, I'll give you $100 a month, and they didn't. I mean, we had zero, zero, zero supporters, no credit cards, no bank account, no money, no nothing. When we went to Oaxaca, Mexico, we had me and, and, and mom and you and a Bible and 50 bucks. And that was it. That's how we moved to Mexico. Wow. And uh, so we immediately had to pr- produce fruit from the fruit of faith. So we had to get in the word and we had to get on our faith and get on our confession and get on our prayer and get on all the stuff, the stuff we knew to do to, to fertilize and water and cultivate and protect that fruit tree of faith until it actually began to produce fruit. So, you know, uh, it's the one that started producing for me. You know, I wasn't working on patience and love and joy and mercy and I wouldn't, I wasn't working on all those cause I was working on the one that would keep us alive was faith. Right. And so therefore it grew. And so my point in all this is, without going into some long sermon, my whole point is that there's the fruit of the Spirit, and that's something you cultivate and you grow. Everybody listening to me today can start today and say, you know what, I'm going to cultivate my fruit of faith, or I'm going to cultivate uh, love, or I'm going to cultivate long-suffering, or I'm going to cultivate you know, mercy, I'm going to cultivate one of these gifts. Um, and... There's the gifts of the Spirit that the Holy Ghost might say, well, I'm going to give you this one for right now to use in this particular situation. But again, those are his gifts that he gives where the fruit are fruit that you cultivate and produce. So they're always there and they're always working for you. So all all through my life, your life, anybody's life, everybody's life, all through our life, we, we have to operate daily by the fruit of faith. And so however produce, however much fruit that thing's producing is what we're going to reap. But then once in a while, God will go, go zap. Here's the gift of faith. And so we operate in the gift of faith. But that turns on and turns off. The Holy Ghost turns that on, then he turns that off. 
but the fruit doesn't turn on and off. That's a fruit that you actually grow and keep it protected to where it is producing fruit. So to give you two quick examples, I've already told you the one about the guy in Jacksonville, Florida, where God said, go out there and raise from the dead. And I did. And it took 15 seconds. But then you're also familiar where I was in the jungles of Guatemala one time. Right. And a little baby girl died. 13 day old baby died. American medical doctor was there with me. My dear friend, Dr. Bobby Daniels, who's head of one of the hospitals here in Tulsa now. And, uh, and, and so they brought the baby to the doctor because she was sick. And Bobby said to me, she, she's going to die. There's nothing we can be done, done for her. She's going to die. And, and she did. And yet we held her up before. I just grabbed her and held her up before God and prayed for 12 hours. Now, one took me 15 seconds. One mm-hmm. took me 12 hours. But the one, God had the gift of faith. and said, go out there and tell that man this. The other one, God didn't say a word to me. It was just that, hey, she's dead. That's not right. The word says raise the dead. The word says heal the sick. The word says, you know, I knew what the word said. And I just thought this isn't right. She ought to be raised up. So I started in on my fruit of faith, not the gift of faith, but the fruit of faith to fight to raise her up. And I fought all night long. Now, when I went into it, I didn't have a clue it'd take 12 hours. I thought it'd take 15 seconds like the other. You know, I've raised several people from the dead. None of them took long. But here, this one took 12 hours. And, you know, what if I'd have quit at 10 hours or 10 and a half or 11 or 11 and a half hours? But it, it took 12 hours, and I just fought it. And finally, I said to the devil, because you know how I am about spiritual authority, I finally said to the devil after 12 hours uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning, I said, devil, you might as well quit because I'm not going to. You might as well leave because I'm not going to. I'm going to stay right here and, and, and use the name of Jesus, the word of God, the blood of Jesus, the covenant of God. I'm going to use the power of the Holy Ghost. And you, this is my jungle. This isn't your jungle. I'm in spiritual authority here. I have this baby. The, the spiritual authority did belong to the parents, but they gave it to the doctor. The baby died, so nobody has it. So I got it. And I've got spiritual authority, and I'm not going to bury this baby. And so it was a long 12-hour bruising fight. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between 15 seconds raising the dead and 12 hours raising the dead. One was the gift of faith where God said, go do that. Yeah. And it was his faith. The other one, I just said, you know, I know this needs to be done, so I'm going to do it. And that was the, that the was fruit, the fruit of, faith. of faith. Mm-hmm. That was the fruit of faith. That's A lot re- of people don't really realize good. that Christians that even go to denominational churches as well as even sometimes um, – uh, you know, evangelical people, they don't understand how they're going to need faith. And we, when Terry and Jackie and Dean and I first got into learning uh, faith, our needs were so desperate that we had to learn faith. And if we didn't learn faith, and people today don't place a value on faith sometimes because they, they think, well, I'll just go to church and the pastor will preach to me and I'll be blessed and then I'll go out the door and go on my way. And they don't realize, uh, just like this week, there's been a shooting in a Florida airport that they're going to need to use their faith to stay alive. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to use, faith is for the, the, to put food on your table. Faith is to keep you alive. Faith is to help you understand the wisdom of God in the earth. And because of the world system today, back when we were getting started, uh, you didn't have to have a credit card. You didn't have to have insurance. You know, <laughs> you didn't have to have all these things. Well, now over the last 40, 50 years, the world system has encroached upon the need for using faith because people can, oh, well, I'll just go to the doctor. Oh, well, I'll just go, you know, you, you call my insurance guy. Oh, well, I'll just use my credit card. Yeah. And we're and not then, against credit cards, right, doctors, right. insurance, any of that. It's just, for, that, just that people don't use their faith. But for centuries, if somebody was going to believe God for their baby and their baby got sick, if they didn't know how to believe God in the Word of God, then they they take it to a witch doctor or they'd have to drive, you know, 
25 miles in a buckboard to try to get help from a doctor. So a lot of people learned faith uh, and hundreds and, you know, a couple of thousand years before uh, at the beginning of the church, they had to learn to use their faith. And our society today, government provision, all these things that we've come along in the, in the world system has encroached upon the church. They think they don't need faith. But right. in this generation, if you don't learn faith now, if you don't understand how important your personal faith is, you're not going to be able to call your pastor when you're in, the, in a gunfight at an airport and people are being shot all around you. If you don't know Psalm 91 and how to believe God, mm-hmm. then, then it could cost you your life. If you're in the wrong McDonald's, if you're you're in the wrong line somewhere, it can cost you your faith. And that's how important it is for every single believer to learn faith and call in and get this, get this CD series from Terry to start you on a road of learning how to learn your own, use your own personal faith, how to pray your own prayers, and you're not codependent on anybody. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you, you chimed in. Dad and I were were locked into this conversation, and I thought maybe you were just over there uh, working on your your uh, fruit of long suffering. <laughs> well, all, God knows we all need to. So. <laughs> no, that's really good. Listen, for those of you listening, um, we're we're just about to release this series, "Simple Faith" by Terry Mize, and. Uh, I just I don't I don't talk about this stuff a whole lot, but I just know it's going to be a blessing to you. I've been listening to it um, all this week, just in preparation of releasing it, and um, we want you to have it. We want you to get a hold That's of it. Right. Um, contact right. the office or, or get a hold of us at terrymize.com and let us know that you want it because I know that it'll be a blessing to you. And as as time goes on here, and, and Renee, you mentioned the the shooting at the at the Florida airport. Right, and, right. You know, we've got shootings at nightclubs, and we've got shootings at schools, right. and we've got shootings of all these kinds of things. And if we don't Churches, if, if, shooting right. in churches. And if we don't understand how to activate and use our faith, that's right. our fruit of faith, right. and if we don't know the difference between the fruit of faith and the gift of faith, right. Right, then we're, we're missing out on some things. Well, and that's what Romans 12 says. God has given to every man or every man and woman the measure, the measure. of faith. Yeah. So everybody, like Terry's been teaching on the fruit, the seeds of those things are on the inside of you. Every believer has them. God does not prefer one person above another. But if you, it's up to every single person. I've got to learn to use my faith. And if I don't use my faith, I, I'm not going to have the promises of God for me. And God... God wants us to each individual, and that's the that is the main marketing idea to me for Christianity is that it is per person, yeah. that every person stands autonomous mm-hmm. in the power of God and the wisdom of God, and our faith can produce these wonderful promises that God said we can have. That's good. Praise God. Well, for those of you listening, we appreciate you being here. Um, you can go to terrymize.com, find resources there. You can also go and find uh, archived podcasts. That's if you right. haven't been listening and you're new and you want to catch up and see what we've been talking about, then <laughs> I encourage you to go there. Uh, you can download this stuff on uh, Podomatic. You can download it on iTunes. You can get it through our, our website. You can get it um, all over the place. It's even We're even putting it on face, Facebook at Terry Mize Ministries. So we want, you to, we want you to have it because we want you to win. And yeah, uh, Somebody, I don't know if it was right. Julie or Elise or somebody in the office told me that really the the easiest way to get it just do terrymize.com 
And then right there at the top of the page will be the podcast. That's right. It's really easy if you go to terrymice.com and uh, you can you can follow it there and not subscribe or any of that sort of thing. And you can also see our itinerary and um, see what we're involved in and what we're doing, resources on there, other audio teaching series, um, books and that sort of thing. So anyway, we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. So call us, write us, get a hold of us through terrymice.com and let us know that you're listening. We want to hear what God's doing in your life. That's We've right. received some tremendous testimony since we started the podcast. Uh, uh, just you know, some some people just have really enjoyed the podcast theme, and we've enjoyed doing it. That's it's right. been good. It's yeah, been a, it's been, been, been a blessing to a lot of people we're hearing, and it's been a blessing to us too. We've we've enjoyed being able to connect you. Uh, connect with you this way so let us know what's going on write to us if you've got prayer requests please let us know if you've got testimonies we want to know what's going on and this week we're offering um, a cd if you'd like to to get it we just want to give it to you as our gift contact the office and tell them that uh, you'd like to have the free offer for this podcast week we've got a cd that that terry mize did uh, called On Your Way to a Miracle. And we know Hallelujah. that it'll be a blessing to you as That's we start right. off here at 2017. And uh, and you need to believe God for something. You need a, a move of God in your life. This will help you get there. That's so right. we appreciate you being here. And until we talk next week, God bless you. We love you. Amen. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.